loves, it's Sin, here again on the Makings of Us podcast. Whether you've been rocking with me for a while or you're new, I welcome all of you for just being here. Makings of Us was created to make room for all of our stories and to give them a place to live outside of our bodies and into the world, wherever someone might need them. Consider this some free self-care with conversations from sister friends that just get it. Take what you need and give someone else their flowers too. With love always, sin. Today, I'm really excited. Um, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little all over the place, especially because my son, <laughs> my son just woke up and I'm trying to, you know, perfect this timing thing, but it just doesn't exist. Um and just speaking of perfection, I'm just I'm just really glad to be at this point. I've been sitting on this idea of starting this podcast and having guests and my friends and my family sharing their word and their stories. Um, I've been sitting on this for a while and I just finally just decided to just move past past the fear and just do it anyways and see where that takes me um, instead of just trying to continue to perfect it. Um, So today, um, I'm just grateful, you know, please be patient with me because this boy is awake. So if you hear him in the background, (laughs) you hear him in the background, please, it's just a part of it. Um, So today I have one of my best sister friends um, on this episode. This episode is called Restoring Faith and Shifting Our Shame. And this is with Imani Adrea. Um, stop, up, Sobby. He's trying to take everything from me. <laughs> um, this is with my sister for Imani Adrea. Um, we go back. We go way back. Um, I think I messaged you, DM'd you, something like that. We'll talk about that in a second. But she is a writer. She's a poet. She's a motivational speaker. Um She's just all things to me, an inspirational friend who I can always call on, who always steers me in the right direction, um, and somebody that I can just always vent to and lean on, and I'm just so grateful for her um, being in my life, and so we're just going to go into it, and I think that is very important to mention um, the title of this episode, Restoring Faith, because Imani means faith, so yeah i'm excited so imani can you you know tell us who you are what you do you know you said tell tell you what who you are what you do okay (laughs) anything else you want to say um tell you who i am who are you who interesting that's a great question and actually i'm in a chapter right now after 2020 like most of us trying to figure that out um, before, I would have easily told you titles that, mm-hmm. you know, go with me. And now I really don't want to be a title. I would say the best way to say who I am is a student of life. I'm a student of life. I'm always going to call myself that. And I guess I use my voice to tell people and what things I'm learning now. So that tends to make people call me a teacher or a coach. I am a certified coach, um, but I prefer to call myself a student because I don't know everything and I never will know everything. And I'm always still learning more. Um, I'm also a management consultant, uh, a storyteller, writer. I've wrote books. Um, I'm a mentor. But yeah, a student of life. That's what I am. I love that. 
I love that because I think we should all unlearn that mm-hmm. and to relearn that to not um, define ourselves as titles. I heard that before. Um, I definitely heard that before, and I haven't applied it because obviously it's just something so new. Mm-hmm. We are we're always taught to, you know, express ourselves in these titles, and that's so that's just that's just very profound, especially for me, like. I would all I'll always start off by saying I'm Sinclair, I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. Now I say I'm a mother. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and just all you know, and I and I'm an author. And you know, you just start thinking about all those things that you that you just do. Like those those are just things that you do. Exactly. I always say <laughs> that. That's what you do. That's not who you are. Right. And then when we when we give ourselves those titles, it puts an umbrella over us and we try to stay under that umbrella. And then when we feel different in the different chapters, like, I don't really know. I don't know if that fits my umbrella. So it's like, take the umbrella away. Like, the right. only thing that I really am is a child of God. That's the only thing. And and with that, we're going to be different things in different seasons. So mm-hmm. that's just it. Dang, that's powerful. Yeah. Now, see, now I need to think of mine. <laughs> I need yeah. to think of mine because when I heard it before, I thought about it. And then yeah. I just, you know, didn't apply it the way that it's supposed to, I guess. Um, it's okay. But that's good. That's Still good. learning. And I love I love your title. And um, I feel like I'm the perfect person for that title. Um, restoring faith and... Wait, what did it say it one more time? Restoring faith and shifting our shame. And shifting our shame. And it's only because I've been in that chapter for so long. Like, trying to, like, who am I? And it's, only, it's just 2020. 2020 set us all down. And, yeah. Um, and for Definitely. a lot of 2020, I dealt with a lot of shame. And it was in that moment that I realized that those titles that I was so closely embedded with, I'm like, am I that? I mean, I've been that maybe for that season, but am I that right now? So right. it's like, once I came out of that, I was like, I can't, I just don't ever want to trap myself to a title ever again. <laughs> yeah, that's profound. That's profound. Because even with even with writing, and I feel like that's something that both of us can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, that's how both of us came yeah. together because we're yeah. both writers. Yeah. Um, even with that, like, with becoming a mother, like you said, in, in your new season, mm-hmm. with becoming a mother, I've found that I can't, I don't have the time to write right. like how I used to. And not even just the time, um, but I don't always have the motivation to do that either. Right. <laughs> I don't always have the motivation. Um, I'm a newly single mother um, as of like this year so that is new for me right. um, and, we'll, that, and I'll get into that with my story on mm-hmm. shame <laughs> but um, yeah I don't always have the time or the, the mo- motivation to write and, and also because I'm processing so much on a daily basis it's almost like a like a sensory overload so whereas writing used to be like very fun for me, like or a, a release for me, I now have to kind of like search for it in my downtime. Like, mm-hmm. okay, let me let me allow this to be, you know, can I still is this thing still the release that it was once <laughs> before I didn't have the time and everything? Right. So, and that then, is important. That is yeah. important. And then, like you said, now that you're in this chapter where writing is not as easy as it used to be, it can make you feel like an imposter. Like, everybody knows me as yes. a writer, and I'm not doing that. So am I yes. not who I say I am? But really, we have certain gifts. You're you're gifted in writing. You're gifted with words. And God has a way of, like, shifting our gifts and making us use it differently for different seasons. Like, now you're doing a podcast. So 
you know, you may not have to write in order to be gifted in words. Maybe now you're going to use your voice, which is also great and fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I'm grateful for that. I thank you for that because you yeah. always, this is why I keep you close. <laughs> yeah. Because you always re- reiterate that for me. Mm-hmm. And it's just, but that is, it's still hard, but you need people like that mm-hmm. around you that will be like, hey, you, you know, you're flexible. You can do this. Like, to just reiterate those things to you and to believe in you, like, ugh, that's so important. Oh, I'm glad you said that. That's, that's actually so big. Because even, even in this topic that you're about to, I'm going to let you get into your topic. Sorry. But <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's okay. But that was a big part for me when I was dealing with the shame. God kept bringing people around me who knew me before I got to this season. And yes. they would remind me who I was. I did not remember it. That's like, so I really, true. I was so embedded in my, like, the shame was overwhelming for me that I didn't. I really believe, like, dang, I have been lying to people. I, I am not qualified for who I thought I was. I'm not a coach. I don't, I, like, if, if, my, if the people I've coached knew how, how much I feel shame right now, like, I have been playing yeah. them. And it's, yeah. like, people who, people who know me my whole life was, like, they would just say things that I didn't even remember about myself. So yeah. it's crazy. It, you do need to keep people, around, keep people around you who can remind you of your gifts when you forget it on your own. Absolutely. Absolutely. I received that. Yeah, because I was, oh my gosh, I was there too, so <laughs> I'm going to get into it. <laughs> um, well, for me, just a, a slight little background. This year, I became a single mother. Um, me and my son's father had been slowly falling off, um, but me just being me and all of me <laughs> wanted to, you know, do everything to kind of keep my family together. Um, this is my first child. This is his second child. I was kind of just done with, you know, looking for people and, like, trying to find my stability and stuff like that. So sometimes when you already have that, like, etched in your mind, you will kind of settle, <laughs> kind of stay longer than what you need to and stuff like that. So this year it was kind of like, I feel like for me this year, God was just like, boom, this is ending. <laughs> This is ending. I'm going to send everything to it to end it. Mm. Um, and to also not just end it, but to also force me to kind of dig beneath the surface, not only of the relationship, but, you know, my own traumas, my own reasonings for wanting to stay so long. Um, and it was just like layers unfolding almost like every other day. Like it, this after that breakup, it was very hard to kind of hold all these lessons in my hand I would say because I was getting them like at full force like just loving myself more just accepting more just knowing that I deserve more and even um holding myself accountable for the things that I did Mm -hmm. um but before all that it's just shame (laughs) like dang I this was the last thing I wanted to do like you know obviously you make certain decisions and I didn't want to have a kid out of wedlock but you know you make those decisions um I didn't want to be a single mother. That was the biggest thing for me. I'm like, yo, I come from a single mother. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want that for myself. Um, that was very hard. That's still very hard for me to get through most days. Um, but also, you know, learning that there's a flip side to it. So those are just a few things that I've learned this year with Shane. Mm-hmm. Um and I would just say, just like knowing that I have to do it all on my own. Like it's different when you, you know, when you're not like with that person anymore. Um, 
and then y'all just co-parent like in a healthy way but that's not as common as people think it is mm-hmm. that's not as common as people think it is so it takes maturity from both people which it takes maturity from both people everything so you've helped me a lot through mm-hmm. um you know through what I've shared with you with mm-hmm. my struggle with um just dealing with accepting right and <laughs> even even when even hearing you speak right now I will still correct you and say perceiving you said knowing that I have to do it all on my own that's your chapter right now I will correct you and say perceiving mm. that you have to do it all on your own that's that's what you think you'll always be doing but that's not always true and you know what that's mm. another reason why I gotta keep you close <laughs> because you do correct me because yeah. you do correct and not even like in a mean type of way or mm-hmm. anything but it's really true mm-hmm. that is true like me perceiving it differently because throughout all of that mm-hmm. all of the dark nights and mornings and everything that I was going through when I before I could reach this this moment of actually talking about it freely mm-hmm. God was always there and this is right. another reason why I had to title this restoring your faith because I really came to a point where I was like, I cannot do this without you God. And I've, I've, I've been at that point before. Like I was very, um, I was very in tune with myself and with God. Like when I was pregnant and when I was given birth, like, I feel like that was a very good moment for me (laughs) to, um, to be in relation with God, but to know that I have to fully rely like fully, not just saying it, not just saying it, but actually believing it now. Like, no, God, like you will put me through this. You are standing with me when I'm sitting here holding this baby, <laughs> you know, feeling like I'm by myself when I'm trying to figure out how to pay these bills, when I'm trying to figure out how to put us in a better situation. Um, yeah. And so, I yes, say, I thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, your experience is still very real. And I would say that it actually applies to more than just um, maybe a woman who just had a baby, because even I mean, I can relate to that story so much. Just leaving a guy that is not serving you well. For me, my experience was a very abusive relationship. But like, I really didn't think I could leave him because he had money. So he paid for my gas. He paid for my food. He paid for everything. I didn't think God could cover me. Like I, I thought I needed right. him to be covered. So even the shame that comes with how long you let somebody abuse you yes. over something like security. Well, right. really, were you really secure? Like, was I secure? Right. So, so I, I, wasn't I, an illusion. <laughs> I get the, like, I can't do this without you, God. <laughs> I understand that completely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and shifting that and realizing that, like, wow, throughout all this time, God has been the one that has covered me. God <laughs> has been the one that's provided for me. God has been the one that has saved me and kept me safe and you know and when you think about that perspective it really does just kind of take people off that pedestal <laughs> literally take, that, take people off that pedestal and the more you claim that the more open you are to receiving so like right now you may still be in a hard season but the more you claim that God covers you the more he makes that more evident in your life and it becomes easier right right I agree I agree um so this is cool. This is flowing. <laughs> um, I have questions, like, and this is how I want this to be. I, I want me, to, I want to have questions and stuff prepared, but I have so many like deep and raw and honest conversations with the women in my life that I just want it to be very raw and just flowing. So yeah. I'm grateful for that. Um, Let Celine say hi. Hi, Celine. I know. Celine is like <laughs> trying to get my attention hi, right Celine. now. <laughs> yes, we're talking about you. <laughs> he is at that point, like the stage 
about to be 18 months next month. And full toddler. Okay. You want to say hi? He wants to say hi. Say hello. Hi, Feline. <laughs> How are you? So, um, so yeah, this is what we do. We put on a little bit of cocoa melon for a couple minutes because <laughs> this isn't a long thing. Um, so let me see. What, how has shame, so since we're still on this topic, how has shame like shaped you and your womanhood and how you see yourself um, today versus like how you saw yourself before? So long, let me shorten that. How no. has shame shaped your womanhood? Okay. Um, has a very, I can go so many ways with that. All right. So I'm just going to say that 2020 was the first year that my life changed. Okay. So my answer now is not at all what I, I would have said a year ago. So anyone who knew, who knew me before 2020 would tell, would tell you that I have always been very confident. I've always known who I am. Mm-hmm. that I don't even have shame, okay? And I've done a lot of things that I should be ashamed of or accepted a lot of things I should be ashamed of, but still I always claim no regrets. Um, but then 2020, God made a presence in my life that has never been, it has never been like that. And all of a sudden, everything that I have done before that shift, I became very ashamed of. And this is an emotion, it was an emotion that was very foreign to me. Like I have, I've actually been very rebellious my whole life because like, like we talked about earlier, you know, like society tells women who they should be, how they should dress, how they should speak. I have always purposely tried to be the opposite of that. Like, so <laughs> yeah. you say, you say women should be classy. I'll show you a rebellious woman. <laughs> you think women should be quiet. Oh, I'll speak very loudly. So, um, but then when God came into my life, I like saw, I guess I saw my life in a bird's eye view and I was so ashamed of like everything that I had preached, stood for and done. Um, so how has it shaped my womanhood? Okay. So then, so so let's say that I have, I was in a season of shame for a long time. Like I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to be on, I deleted social media, everything that I had done. I had just like wanted to hide and I never experienced it before. I've always wanted to be on the stage. So, so then God taught me this saying grace and mercy, like giving people grace and mercy. And so like a lot of anger that I felt for like my family maybe, or like I started to see my actions and I was like, well, that's because my mother did this or my dad mm-hmm. did this or my brother did this. And I'm starting to be angry at them. Mm-hmm. And God kept saying grace and mercy, give them grace and mercy. Cause you don't know who raised them. You don't know why they did that. Like mm-hmm. grace and mercy, even like down to sexual abuse. I'm mad at the guy for doing that because like, he's the reason I've been so sexual my whole life. And now everybody associates that with me because of him. So I'm just, I'm just angry at people. And God keeps saying grace and mercy, grace and mercy. So he taught me to have grace and mercy for other people. And then he kept saying that towards myself. Like, so now all the shame that I have, he taught me to use that same word towards myself. Like, I deserve grace and mercy, too, because I also didn't know anything I did. I did because I thought it was right at that time. Um, So I had to really learn compassion. So a lot of people associate God with judgment. Like, but, but God taught me that that was so far from who he was. Like, he's. He loved me before I did those things. He loves me after I did those things. Um, so I just really had to learn compassion for others, but also for myself. Right. So I would say mm-hmm. it, shaped, it shaped my womanhood by making me a much more compassionate person that allows others grace and mercy, but also allows that same thing for myself. Mm. 
that is it <laughs> yes <laughs> that is it I'm like well I don't even feel like I should ask any more questions I feel like we should just talk about that Dang. yeah it took seasons and seasons though that does not happen overnight right. like you said like you said a lot of things came up like like he would he would show me one thing and I would give that person grace and mercy then he would show me another experience and I'm like dang I really messed up so like so after like he kept re- revealing so much of my spirit, I had no choice but to forgive myself because honestly, I was a broken person and a lot of broken things have happened to me or a lot of broken experiences. So it's like, I mean, I could be mad at myself for the things I did wrong, but like imagine a, like a girl who doesn't know, who doesn't have mentorship and things are, I don't know. It was, it was basically inevitable. Like once you see your life from a bird's eye view, it's mm-hmm. like you have to give yourself grace and mercy. We only do what we know at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, you're right that takes seasons that takes seasons and I feel like um I think you were the one that told me like Mm -hmm. you're still in the beginning of this yeah did you tell me that yes Yes, I did (laughs) and I think sometimes I my brain likes to trick me into believing and this is where I have to humble myself honestly speaking because I feel like you know because I have so many conversations with people older people especially and because I read a lot and Cause I'm just, I just try to be like very, um, introspective. Like I, I listen exactly. to people, I listen to people and their stories. So I'm like, boom. So I learned that, not learned it, but I heard that lesson from them. Let me store it. Let me, I heard that lesson from them. Let me store it so that if I were to ever go through that, mm-hmm. then I would know. But that, like I'm saying, that's where I have to humble myself because that's not how it works <laughs> and yeah that's not how and, it works. and yeah when we did talk about that because because you were like trying to get over something that you're technically still dealing with like you just had a baby right. your baby's still young and I was like girl what I'm talking about my my abusive relationship happened five years ago right. I'm just now getting to the place where I fully feel like I can forgive and let go like of that season so right. yeah give yourself grace and mercy you're still you're still in the beginning yeah yeah and I, I have to yeah I have to humble myself because I'd be really feeling like that just because I had these like these outlooks on things that that means that I'm there right and you know and it's all that's also a lesson in patience in which I'm also learning in this season too yes um with so many things um (laughs) but just having patience and knowing that like I'll get there I'm already you know I'm already further than what I thought I would be this year (laughs) and or when all of this happened because this happened earlier this year but still nevertheless still way further than what I thought I would be but to just know that (laughs) grace and mercy (laughs) like for myself I think it's a writer thing that we have to also work on because a lot of people um, they do put blame on other people and they never see what they what their selves did. But writers, we do tend to go inward. So it's like, it's very easy for me to take the blame on so many things because I know that, you know, there was different choices I could have made. Um, but also giving ourselves that grace and mercy that like, okay, not every part of this was my fault. Not to blame people, but like, it's not all on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I... I th- this is one thing that I also said too when I was going through my... When I was going through the very beginning since I'm still at the beginning (laughs) the very beginning of just this whole um uh I guess loss ending of the relationship with my son's father um 
just realizing that like I you know I did some things wrong but for Mm -hmm. the most part you know this was also an abusive relationship so that warps your whole mind like that warps your whole mind it makes you really believe certain things that didn't happen or that things that did happen that you didn't really you know that didn't really hit you till later on but I was like I like this is not on me like I know Mm -hmm. that I did this I know that I tried my best at that and that was one of the things that helped me um Mm -hmm. well not fully let go because I'm still in it (laughs) but to start the process of letting go is realizing that I did my best with what I have and grace and mercy because Mm -hmm. in some world in my mind I would like to believe that he also did his best too (laughs) right true though true that's very true (laughs) that is very true though yeah but also again just going back to just abuse it's really it's really hard to even give people that grace when right um you know when it was mental and emotional and everything because you don't know what's true um but grace and mercy because god has that grace and mercy for me so (laughs) and broken people hurt broke um broken people create other broken people so um it it does suck we have to accept that someone who did something so trifling to us that was their best but the truth is it it really is half of the time um and so like i I told you i I write letters in my phone to people and so like my ex-boyfriend i mean he probably is like the biggest chapter of brokenness in my well, yeah, if it comes to another human in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote so many letters to him, so many letters to him. And only recently has the letter became only one sentence long. Like, literally, it, it got shorter. And um, I just had to really remind myself that that man really did come from a broken home. Like, I used to live with him. So, like, his dad was not around. His mother was very mean to him. So, and, like, even when he was mean to me, his parents never interjected. Like, what kind of parents wouldn't interject yeah. into that unless they also taught him that? They think it's right. So it's like, I had to forgive him because even though he did all these things to me, that's really his idea of love is controlling and like force and insults and things like that. So then that's when God will have you look, what in you was attracted to that? And (laughs) why did you stay so long, even when it was apparent to you? So that's the things where it was like, okay, I have to say that that was his best, but how can I make myself even better so that that no longer becomes something that I would even stay around for? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's just pray for other broken people, even the broken people that hurt us, basically. Mm-hmm. Basically, right? <laughs> and yeah, and that also taught me too that you know, I can only control and change myself. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I was going to the edge of the world yeah. to try to change and yeah. change this person, you know, and also selfishly to fit my mold of what I yeah. thought it should be instead of just leaving <laughs> or you know just accepting or just accepting that this is this person and this is what they can give um and yep. then adjusting myself but I mean we're not really at that phase anymore like we're not married to these men we're not I, man so. I was just about to say that's a lesson <laughs> I had to learn because I had to think why did I like I was like you said you wanted a family so bad and for me I didn't want him to leave why yeah. my mother has always shown ride or die like ride or die even when you probably shouldn't be ride or die at this moment and it's like I'm not married to him we that's something that women have to unlearn uh mm-hmm. why are we riding so hard for a man who's not our husband mm-hmm. um or a man who's not giving us that same energy right back so uh so yeah I had to and then right. also also I can call him abusive but there was a lot of abusive things about me as well like I would I would think that I was 
uh, basically creating boundaries by yelling back to him or fighting back. And it's like, that is abusive in itself. Like I would use my words as insults. And so, yeah. So it's like, I, I have to, God has to also bring me a place where I saw him and me. So it's like, you don't like it in a man because a man, when a man is mad at you, it looks scarier. But I also had abusive things about me that I had to fix. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if that applies to you. That's just, that was just something that I had to learn. No, no, it definitely applies because I don't okay. think we've spoken on that. But yeah. now, <laughs> now I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely relate. Um, right. I can definitely relate. Uh, for me, it was like his parenting like seeing him and his in his parenting mode and there were a lot of things that I brought to the surface and you know I really tried and even said intentionally like I'm not trying to judge you but so and so and so right and then I found myself doing these same things you know out of stress or frustration or you know just being Mm -hmm. a first-time parent so Mm-hmm. again grace and mercy mm-hmm. <laughs> for him on that and for myself because I was doing the best that I can in the same way that he was too exactly yeah yeah that's loud I know that's what I'm saying healing people like healing is such a cute word it's so not cute <laughs> it's so cute right it's such not it's not a cute experience though it's so cute it's so trendy like <laughs> It's so trendy, like, but it's really... It's real. In the real it's life. really hard work. <laughs> it's really hard work. And then it's like, but then what's the alternative? <laughs> you got to go through it. And I tell people, it's, it's literally, it, it's equivalent to walking through fire. It burns. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely painful. But we're restoring our faith, mm-hmm. taking it back, and, you know, moving forward. That's that's really mm-hmm. all, all you can do, like... Mm-hmm again what's the alternative Mm -hmm. but we're gonna wrap this up but I do want to know um what is your biggest takeaway from all of your experiences in terms of shame and faith and how like what what would you say to somebody you know a younger person or somebody that has been through this before what would you tell them like from your experiences Mm, okay um Okay, so let me mention that I should have mentioned that I am about to create Beautifully Broken. It's a nonprofit, um, and it's basically to show people that your mess becomes a ministry later on. Mm. And I thought I, I, had, I have messed up so much in life that I'm just like, God, what man will ever consider me to be a wife? How can I even have a child and look my child in the face? Like, knowing the th- some of the things that I've done, and they're on the internet, so it's going to come back, but... Um, <laughs> Just like I just I thought I canceled myself out for every blessing ahead of me. And God taught me that like the man that's really designed for you is actually like perfect for everything that you think like yeah. everything that you think is makes you unworthy. The person that's designed for you is actually so aligned with that and ready for yeah. that. Um you don't cancel yourself out of anything. And God actually takes the messiest parts of your life and turns it into a ministry. And so we really have never canceled ourselves out. So why be ashamed when you have a tomorrow? Um so, so yes, I'm creating Beautifully Broken because I think I'm just like, I have a PhD in broken. So anybody who has a messy <laughs> story, I can relate to you. And your story, I can show you how your story is actually very beautiful and how it can be useful to someone else, um, which means mm. it's, it's not that messy. We actually get developed in our messiness. That's the, tool, mm. the, the tools that, that we get out of the most ugliest parts of our season is going to be what sustains you when you're much better. So... Mm. 
So yeah, what was the question? <laughs> no, because that was good. Yeah, I know, I know that was the answer, but I don't remember the question. Um, just what, like, what would you tell a younger person or somebody that has just recently gone through this? So I do want to say this because mm-hmm. I had to, I had to memorize this, uh, this Bible verse, and it's um, two Timothy one seven, and it's. Oh, I hope this doesn't cancel. It doesn't close. Um, okay, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I had to like, God has literally given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. So when you're in the season of shame and guilt and anxiety and fear, like we have authority over that. So to a young person, Mm. I would say that you are really authorized to be greater. You literally have it in you. Even if you have not tapped into that, there is a Christ spirit in you that is literally made to overcome whatever you're going through right now. Um, so I would say don't cancel yourself out because God will never cancel you. Mm. I love that. Yeah. I love all of that. Yeah. <laughs> if I could cry. I know. <laughs> oh, that's always though when you speak. It's like literally. It's great. It's it's great. It's fruitful. I'm grateful for it. I'm like, I'm just receiving. You know how you just <laughs> when yeah. you just are stunned with something, you just you can't do anything but just receive it and just envelop yourself in it. Like, that's it. And God always uses you to restore my faith, too. You have definitely done that because you know I did not want to do a podcast and <laughs> what I'm going to say. But God just basically used this platform and this tool to show me, like, God can use you. God can use you in any season. Even when you think, you, we, we definitely thought we didn't know what we were going to talk about in this podcast. But <laughs> I think this is very useful and it could definitely help somebody. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. So, yeah, we're going to wrap this up. I, I don't want these to be too long because I'm a mom myself. I got stuff to do. Yeah. We all got stuff to do. But I, I'm thankful for you, sis. I yes, love you. I, I receive you. all of this. Like I am grateful, too. We're going to get it. It's going up. Yay. I'm happy <laughs> for your podcast. May God bless it. May God bless you. I can't wait for what it becomes. It's going to be great. Absolutely. All right. We'll talk. All right. All right. Bye. Peace. <laughs>